Hey everybody, welcome to Mariner's Church. I'm Paul and I'm one of the pastors here. We are in a series that we are calling Songs in the Key of Life. And we are looking at the songs that God gave us actually in the Bible book called Psalms. And so we're talking about songs and since it's Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day by the way, I asked our church family to send in your favorite love song. So we sent an email out and people responded back and, and I, I have a good list here and while I don't have time to read them all, um, I'm going to share some of your favorite love songs. I know if I make fun of any of them, I will risk the eternal wrath of some of you. So I'm just going to try and, and, and go through this. So first of all, one of the favorite love songs somebody had was, of course, Elvis, I can't help what? Falling in love with you. And then there was Nat King Cole, uh, Reaching Back in Time, Unforgettable, that's what you are. What a classic that one is. Um, remember the Turtles? Remember that song? Somebody said their favorite love song is So Happy Together. Somebody actually put down Elton John's Your Song, completely forgetting it's a horrible song, actually. It's not a love song at all. It's about somebody who has a terrible roofing problem and really needs to get it fixed. Then, of course, there was Nora Jones, Come Away With Me. A couple of people put down this one, Celine Dion, Near Far, Wherever You Are, My Heart Will What? Will Go On. Several people loved Etta James at last. That got a few votes. And, of course, the Righteous Brothers, Whoa, my love, my darling, I've hungered for your touch. How about that one? Unchained Melody, that one got some votes. But actually, believe it or not, far and away, the most popular love song mentioned by most people in our church family. Um, sadly, it wasn't Freebird, which I thought should have been way up there. Um, no, it was actually Whitney Houston. Uh, and we have the very talented and lovely Graham Hurl, who's going to cover it. Graham? <laughs> and I... Will always love you. I'll always love you. I think that's all you wanted, right? That's what I wanted. There okay, we go. Cool. Beautiful. Doesn't that make your heart just ah? Hey, um, we're actually going to sing some love songs ourselves, and these are love songs to God. It may sound weird, but that's what worship is. It is singing our love back to God, I would think who is, there's no one more worthy to sing love songs to than God himself. God has demonstrated his love for you and me again and again and again. Um, and so let's put aside all those other love songs that were kind of running through our heads. And it's really time for us to fix our eyes and our hearts on God. This is our time of worship. It's your time to express back to God your love, your appreciation, your praise. Olivia, thank you for reading Psalm 23. That's what we're going to be spending a few moments talking about. Everybody knows that one. That is one of the more popular verses in the Bible. Uh, most people like it. It's just memorable. It's just got a lot of great concepts and terms in it. You get a picture of God as being a shepherd, and, and especially Jesus as shepherd. And there's certainly a lot of pictures that show Jesus as a shepherd. It just kind of 
warms our heart towards that. And it gives us a good perspective, honestly, it really does, of God and his care for us. I mean, how caring is God? And, and I, I said we're talking about Psalms, and, and the book of Psalms is God's Spotify. Uh, these are songs that God wants us to sing to him. They're called Psalms, and they're God's playlist for us. And his playlist, or in the book of Psalms, when you read them, you'll, you'll find songs about everything. When you've messed up, there's a song for that. When someone messed you up, actually, there's a song for that too. If you're angry, there's a song for that. If you're disappointed, yep, there's a song for that one. Bitter, yes, there's one for that. Happy and you know it, there's a song. Now, if you want to bless the rain down in Africa, there is no psalm for that. Um, but leave it to Toto to come along and write horrible lyrics for that one. Psalm 23, it's the shepherd's song, and it, it shows us God. It says this, the Lord is my shepherd I shall not be in want. Now, I, I don't know about you, but when it starts talking about shepherds, we have to start thinking about sheep. And, 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 and I don't know that much about sheep. I mean, I know they go bad, and I know they make wool, and I know Mary had a little one. So I needed to do a little bit of sheep research. And so a couple of miles from here in Half Moon Bay is Elkus Ranch. It's a UC Extension Center where they raise and care for farm animals and kids take field trips and such there and um, learn all kinds of stuff. And so I called them up and I talked to somebody named Leslie and said, I don't know anything about sheep. And she said, well, come on down and, and let's have a talk. And so I got a few friends uh, from Mariners and we socially distanced our way down there and we met Leslie. The place is really pretty cool. It's, it's just a beautiful location and a setting. And they have chickens and they have goats and they have horses and they have sheep. And she brought us into the barn to meet the sheep. And, and, and the sheep that, that came in don't look like the little nursery rhyme fluffy little white thing. These things are big. I mean, they're, they're big things on little spindly legs, hoofing around, and, and, and they came in, and they're edgy, you know, and they're sketchy, and, you know, you're kind of walking around them, and, you know, with sheep, and the more you walk around in a barn, you know, this, the thicker the soles of your shoes get. Now, Donovan was there, um, one of our musicians was there, and, and he knew we wanted to get to know about sheep, and so we asked him, Donovan, would you just kind of jump right in here and, and help us out, and he did. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Donovan. Uh, they call me the Sheep Whisperer. Oh, no, come back. Well, we really weren't too sure where Donovan was headed with this, and so he tried again. Hi, I'm Donovan. I'm the Sheep Whisperer. <laughs> and so we waited. Yes. All right. Now I... <laughs> Hello, my name is Donovan, uh, and they refer to me as the Sheep Whisperer. How are you doing today? Good. That's a really great sweater you've got there. Uh, where'd you get it? Uh, they say you like to lie down in green pastures next to still waters. Is that true? All right, there you have it, folks. And so we finally left Donovan to try and do whatever the heck he was trying.
trying to do. And Leslie was our host, and, and she did a great job in helping us understand sheep a little bit more. Hey, this is Paul. I am up here at beautiful Elkus Ranch. If you've never visited here, it's a, it's a great place. And I'm here with Leslie. Leslie has kind of opened up the barn for us to talk a little bit about uh, sheep. And so I am going to just ask Leslie a couple questions about some of my friends that are here around me. How big do they get? Uh, the rams can get up to 200, 250 pounds. These guys are probably around 150-ish. Okay, okay. And they live, what's their, what's their lifespan, their age? Um, 13, 15 are starting to get up there. Okay, okay, 13, 15, yeah. okay, good. What, for a sheep being out in, in, in the field, what natural defenses do they have? Safety in numbers. They're flocking animals, they're social animals, they don't like to be alone. So they will get close together if they're spooked. So it looks like maybe a larger animal to a predator. Okay, but they don't kick, they don't bite, they, they don't... They can kick, they can bite, but it's not really something they use as a defense. They're kind of helpless. Now, have you noticed that the, the sheep have differing personalities? Absolutely. Um, a lot of it depends on how they're raised. Um, some of them we have to bottle feed. Maybe something's wrong with the mom or the mom will reject them. Of course, those are always our friendliest because they're used to humans. They like us. They get excited when they see us because they equate us with food. Um, some of them are very shy, especially some of our younger ones are extremely shy. Some just don't like people and some just love us. So definitely different. Um, now, the, the reputation of sheep is they're not the smartest animal in the barn. <laughs> That's okay, like I said, it won't offend them. Um, yeah, on the scale of it all, a ghost tend to be, I think, a little bit smarter, easier to train. You know, when I think about it, they're not that easy to train. Is that because they're not that smart or because they are smart? <laughs> you know, so, but yeah, they don't come to their names and things like that. It's definitely not like a dog or, you know, even a horse. Uh -huh. So we learned about sheep and we learned a little bit about what goes on in their heads. And, and we learned and we came away with thinking, they're just not that good at taking care of themselves. And that gives us a little clue into what Psalm 23 really is all about. It's about God being our shepherd because sometimes we're not all that good about taking care of ourselves. And with God being our shepherd, it tells us an awful lot about God and his character. Also tells us a lot about us and who we are. First, it's going to say this. Psalm 23, it says, because God provides, I don't have to stress out. I don't have to stress out. The Lord is my shepherd, it starts out. I, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. It's a pretty cool scene, isn't it? You know, just kind of laying back down in a green pasture or being beside quiet waters with a fly rod in your hand. <laughs> you know, I, I read that sheep have trouble drinking out of, of flowing water, that rapid water, riffly water is, is a challenge to them. So what the shepherd does, knowing that, leads them to a place where they can drink. You know, not here, not here, here. 
And it tells me the details of God knowing what he's doing with my life. That sometimes when God says not here, not here, it's because he knows what's best, like a shepherd. And this means that I, I can trust. I can trust that God knows what I need. I don't, I don't have to stress out. Because God is providing. Now, it goes on to say, because God guides me, I don't, I don't really have to worry. Leslie mentioned, and, and as you can tell by Donovan's repeated attempts to get them to talk, um, sheep, we're not talking about the, the brightest animals in the barn here. Um, they're they're kind of low on the intelligence scale um, in the barn. And, and, and here it is. And this is, I think, how the song kind of tells us about that. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Why? Because I don't always know the right paths. In fact, left on my own, I, I often choose the wrong path. I read this. This is uh, uh, pretty cool. It says, a friend of mine, this guy wrote, a friend of mine has show sheep right next to his house on a beautiful little piece of land with little rolling green hills and a natural stream meandering through the middle and some nice trees for shade. Kind of got the picture? Pretty much everything a sheep could ever ask for. But the property adjoins a highway on which the sheep are shielded from by a fence. And a few times the fence has been damaged and one stupid sheep will wander through the fence and out onto the highway. Of course, the rest of the herd will fall along and now they all just stand there in the highway in danger with no food, water, or protection and they will stay there until my friend goes and leads them back to where they're supposed to be. I'm not always too bright when it comes to stuff. I think I know what's best, and I'll sometimes go across the fence line to find it. And so I get steered back, and some of you know exactly how that's happened. You've gotten off track, and you felt God pull you back in again. Now, it's going to keep going. It says, because God is protecting me, I don't have to be afraid. Psalm 23 goes on, it says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I'll fear no evil, for you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they they comfort me. Dark valleys are dark valleys. And a few of you are in one right now. And why does God make us go through them? In fact, the old phrase for this was even when I walked through the valley of the shadow of, you know, the word of death. The little translation is the darkest valley. For some of us, we feel like maybe we're going through the darkest valley of our time, of our lives. Someone asked a shepherd, why do you take sh- sheep through sketchy places? Why do you do that? And the shepherd responded simply, because it's the right way to go. To get to where the shepherd needs the sheep to be, sometimes it means going through dark places. Dark places aren't always that comfortable, and that's why David, who wrote this, who was a shepherd, 
quickly follows by saying, your rod and your staff, they, they, they comfort me. The rod is like a club about this long with a kind of a neural, gnarled knot on the end and like a baseball bat. And it breaks skulls of predators. Um, we all know what a staff is. It's a, long, it's a long pole. Sometimes it has a crook. Sometimes it just has, it's been, it's been willed off to have a sharp end like a spear. And that's what the shepherd will carry to protect. It's interesting as this song goes on, I, I guess it kind of shifts the analogy or the metaphor around. The symbolism moves from barn to a house. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And now we find ourselves away from the sheep field. We're now inside a home. It says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup, the cup that I have, it, it overflows. Anointing was a sign of welcome and honor. Cup overflowing was a sign of abundance. It says, surely your goodness, your goodness and your love follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You could say simply on this one, because God welcomes me, I have a home. I have a home. While we were at Elkus Ranch, um, we were watching the sheep in the barn, you know, and there were the sounds of their feet clomping around and doing all that stuff, and there were sounds sounds of chewing on alfalfa and oats. The smell of sheep was there. It was, it was all there. And, 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 and sheep are kind of goofy animals, and they have all this wool on them. And, 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 you, know, and, and, and you can look at them in the eye, and, and they, they kind of have these weird faces and, 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 and almost human eyes. You, know, you look straight in their eye, and, and you think, what are you thinking? You, know, you look at the sheep and you say, what are, what are you thinking right now? You give them some food. And, and the response is probably not much, you know, because they don't think that much. And, and, and while we were hanging out with the sheep, I looked away from the sheep, and I looked at Leslie. I turned and looked at Leslie, who was overseeing the whole thing. She kind of stood back. And, and as she, as she kind of stood back, she was watching the sheep leaning against a pole, and, and she would say, yeah, that one, that one was born here. Oh, this one, this one that's coming in right now, you know, and she'd share out a name, you know. She has the sweetest temperament. That one, another name, not so much. You know, this one, this one's great. That one, I don't know where this, this one's thinking ever. And I thought, wow. She knows the sheep. She can tell. To me, they look like sheep. To her, she knew each one. Each one had a name. Each one had a temperament. She knew them all. I watched, not the sheep, I watched the shepherd. Her care for them, her fondness for them, how she knew them. Jesus said this. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and they know me. My sheep, they listen to my voice. I know them. They follow me. Isn't that cool? I, and I guess I would say, in our lives, <laughs> don't look at the sheep. Look, look at the shepherd. 
And that's what Psalm 23 is all about. It's not just so much about how we're like sheep. It's all about the kind of God we have. Jesus would say this. I lay down my life for the sheep. I lay it down. In fact, go find a Bible and read John chapter 10 sometime today. You'll see the love and the care and the commitment that Jesus has to you as sheep. One time Jesus told three stories back to back in Luke chapter 15 about something being lost and then something being found. One is a coin, um, one is a kid, and one is a sheep. Um, you know this one. It says this, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that's lost until he finds it? That's a question. And the answer, of course, is what? Well, yeah. And when he's found it, he'll joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he'll call together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, because I found my lost sheep. Now you think, man, that's a lot of work, because open spaces are open spaces. It's a lot of work to track down and find a lost sheep. It's a lot of work to find the one. It doesn't seem that important when you've got 99 others. It doesn't seem that important to find the one unless, unless you're the one. And at one point, guess what? You were the one. Or maybe you are the one now. Maybe you're the one that Jesus is actually looking for, and you know it, you feel it. The song starts out, Psalm 23 starts out, the Lord is my shepherd. You've heard that a billion times, but we sometimes skip over one of the, I think, the most important words, and that's the word my. Lord's my shepherd, my. And of course the question is, is he? Because that's our choice. Day after day, that's our choice to let him be our shepherd, to say, today, tomorrow, Lord, you're my shepherd, mine, right now. Um, this one, it, it made me teary-eyed when I wrote it down. Um, so when we had our first child, we had our first, our first child, we got some lullaby songs on cassette tape, believe me. We did, cassette tapes, or if you can remember those. And, 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 and our son was a little bit fussy, and so I'd put in the lullaby cassette, and I'd play the thing, and I'd play it again and again and again as I'd hold him, you know, and you just kind of want to rock him to sleep. Sometimes the motion um, is really good for a baby. And, 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 and a lot of thoughts go through your mind holding your baby and listening to these lullaby songs, you know. And, and, and one of them was a Christian song. I'd never heard it before. And, and, and it's called Just Like a Little Lamb. You know, I, I never paid much attention to the words that much. It's pretty obscure. I couldn't even find it on Spotify anymore. Um, but anyway, I probably had listened to it about 450 times. But it's one of those where all of a sudden you hear the words. You know, you, you hear the words. And I'm, and I'm rocking 
my baby, uh, back and forth. And, and, and the chorus is simple um, because it's singing to God. Um, and the chorus is, for you are my shepherd, I am your lamb. And one of the phrases, one of the lyrics is, just like a little lamb, whose shepherd is watching carefully. Safe in your arms, I am. For you are my shepherd. I am your lamb. And it's like, oh, you know, and I'm holding my kid and I'm listening and, and I'm not sure if I'm singing it to my son, my baby, about God's love for him or singing it to myself about God's love for me. And there is one line, sure of his love I am, sure of his love I am, for you are my shepherd, and I'm your lamb. Would you pray with me, please? God, I thank you so much that You reveal yourself to us as a shepherd because what that means is we're just little lambs, helpless, needing you. Sometimes we stray, a lot of times we stray, carefully, lovingly, you find us and you bring us back. And so right now, God, my prayer is not so much for something. My prayer is really just a thanking you for being that God. The God that loves us, cares for us, cares about us, takes care of us, provides for us, is there for us always. For no reason apart from you're a God of love. And so we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.